Hello, hello! Welcome back to another week of things you should know. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you how I was able to get a job at Google with these five interviewing tips. Now, what is a better time than right now? Since we all hear about it, it is the great resignation period within our lifetime right now. We hear all over, but for those of you who haven't heard. Right now, it is what people call the Great Resignation, which means that a lot of the folks within the workforce are actually quitting their jobs and perhaps even pursuing other revenues and ways that they could make a better living, which is actually great news for a lot of us because I think a lot of folks that are quitting their job is because they are finding other ways that they could either make more money or be more efficient or follow their passion because there's just a lot more out. Outlets and medium nowadays that people could actually do and share what they want. Social social media being one of them. Now, I'm talking about this, and I want to share these interviewing tips with all of you because these are something that I practiced, experienced, and these interviewing tips really helped me got the dream job that I always wanted. So. I use this, which I'll share with you today. These five ways to prepare for your interview, especially if you are, have if you have your eyes on the big tech companies like Facebook, Google, Amazon, so forth and so on, Netflix, you know, whatever big tech company. And I, I could only imagine that these interviewing tips is applicable to most other company as well. Uh, but I'm gonna share those with you today, in case you are one of the people out there that who is also, you know, have your eyes open with other great opportunities. So, the first step one that I used during the time that I was interviewing for Google was I study the shit out of the job description, and <laughs> let me tell you what I mean by that. So as you know, a lot of us when we apply for a particular job, we do of course look through the job description and then we apply for it. Now the job description, for better or worse, sometimes it does tell you what they expect you to be doing in your day to day, but sometimes they kind of don't. It's a pretty high level. It's pretty broad because they. Pretty much expect you to just wear multiple hats, or by the time you're in the company and in your role, your expectation for the role could change. I mean, their expectation of you for the role could change. So usually, sometimes it's quite ambiguous. However, to get the conversation going, to be well prepared, you definitely should use what is provided in the job interview. I mean, in the job description to really prepare for your interview. Now, a couple of things that I have done. That really worked well, even during the stage where you're just applying for the job and you are not in touch with the recruiter or the hiring manager yet, is to scout for keywords that they use within the job description. That it's very much about a skill that is required for the role. Now, for example, if you are applying for a data analyst role, you'll notice that the Job description will probably talk about technical skills that's required, like you need to have SQL's background, etc., etc., or have experience in doing research and analytical, 
you know, project that has to do with insights and, you know, recommending optimization strategy, et cetera, et cetera. Like those are the kind of keywords that you do want to highlight and make note of in the job description. And the other piece aside from keywords that you want to look out for is the type of wording that they use in the job description. Because here's the thing, even when you're speaking to the recruiter or you are optimizing or editing your resume to make it more applicable and more dedicated to a particular job role or job description that you're applying for. Of course, you don't want to like copy like bullet by bullet, word by word of what the job description is saying, but you should try to mirror certain keywords so that when you do get the chance to either talk to the recruiter or have email back and forth, or especially when you talk to the hiring manager, using the same keyword and speaking the same similar language when it comes to wording to use is gonna benefit you a lot. Because when even when I have interviewed for other people like me interviewing candidates at Google, I also look for certain keywords. So like if within our company, we really very much look for someone that it makes really good recommendation based on insights, usually there will be certain keywords that we use internally within the team. And sometimes here's the thing, some, some of the wording like terminology could be so ambiguous where depending on who you're speaking to, um, and what is the context of the conversation, the meaning of the word could change, right? So it's like, if I'm talking about optimization for something, I could be talking about something completely different than what you're imagining when, when I say the word optimization. So this is also why that using similar keyword benefit you because sometimes there's almost like an automatic registered in your mind that like, okay, this person probably knows what I'm talking about just because we're using the same keywords. So using not only similar keywords within your resume and doing your interview, it's going to help you, but also being able to take notes of the required skills that they will want you to have and be able to talk about in your interview. That's going to be important. And that's going to actually align to the step two that I'm gonna bring you to. Now, like step two that you are gonna you know, want to do when you're preparing for your interview is also create a list of questions that you'll likely be asked. Now, in order to create a quite sufficient list of questions and be well prepared, you do actually wanna utilize those keywords that you noted earlier that I was talking about from the job description to then create questions based on those. So for example, if in your job description, it talked about you need to have um, SQLs, um, skills or Python or, you know, certain very, you know, whatever skill set that's very particular from your job role, those are the keywords that you noted down. And then you want to turn those into a question that you think you'll likely be asked. Now, for me, I was interviewing for a marketing role. So whatever keywords that I saw, I turned it into what I thought would be a common marketing question, like a scenario, like a story that I could think of to then pair with the question. So for example, if let's say I was interviewing for a data analyst role and I saw that SQL's SQL is a requirement, then I'll likely would imagine that like, okay, they'll probably ask me something along the lines of like, what, um, what have I put together um, as insights 
to showcase this type of data points um, and what's, you know, what, what coding software that I use, you know, it just, okay, that was a bad question, by the way, I'm like thinking in real time right now, but it's going to take some time, but basically you do want to turn those keywords into a question. So uh, let me think of another one. So like, I remember the other day, um, I was thinking about this podcast. So I was thinking about like what use cases I could share with you. And I was looking at a data analyst role in particular, and they did also, it was for marketing as well. So I was reading through really quickly and they did, uh, there was like a bullet point for the, uh, requirements or responsibility section of the job description that talked about, they expect this analyst to be able to draw trends and conclusions and make recommendations on how they could uh, get more ROI, return on investment from the content, the marketing content that they're utilizing. Like there's one bullet point on that front. So if I saw, if I, if you see something like that where they say, okay, I expect your daily responsibility to be that you're able to help draw either conclusions or trends and analysis to allow us to determine and decide how should we invest better in the future, you you know, you then want to talk about your analytics skills, right? Like what are a similar project that you have done that you're able to do that? But before we even get into your answers, drafting those questions out is going to be super helpful for you. So step two is to start writing out different questions that you think you'll likely be asked related to your role specifically. Now, beyond that, aside from a list of questions that you likely be asked for your role, you also want to draw out very commonly asked interviewing questions as well, just so you're prepared and you're not put on the spot and you feel like you have to think on your feet for every single question. For example, tell me about yourself. That's super common. Whenever you get into an interview uh, room or with a person, like typically instead of them asking you like tell me about this particular role they'll put something very broad very high level like tell me about yourself which really just means that you know tell me about your work experience and how is it relevant to this particular role so you want to at least have like a, a good story ready for you to talk about yourself but of course like give the person room to then ask you more elaborated question for the particular role, but you also, you know, want to have that starting beginning intro, essentially tell me about yourself ready. Other common questions includes things like, um, why, why are you in the market looking for another job? Why do you want to choose to work here in particular, whatever company that you're applying for, or tell me of a time of a situation where you experience conflict with a coworker, how have you dealt with it, right? Those are typically some of the more common interviewing question that most people get asked but again like whatever that you could think of jog it down (laughs) let me tell you when i was preparing for my google interview i actually prepared about 50 different questions including the ones that are role related and non-role related just to prepare myself i know it's intensive like it was a quite intensive process like this five-step process that I'm sharing with you right now it was quite intensive like I really really spent time to prepare myself and the thing is that I didn't get help from anybody like I didn't ask my friends referral I didn't ask for people's opinion I just kind of 
tried my best and hoped that I could like do this on my own and just if I get it great if not not like and I realized that these five steps really well to prepare me <laughs> for the interview and really helped me give me the confidence that I needed as well so I wanted to share it with you so okay so that's step two list out the questions and again like you don't have to do 50 <laughs> you know that sounds I know a lot so even if you could write down like 20 most likely questions that you'll get asked, you'll feel much more prepared doing the interview. Now, step three, after you'll have prepared a list of questions, what you wanna start doing is to start applying and create stories that matches the description. So this is now laddering back very nicely with your list of questions. Now that you have your list of questions that matches with the job description, which is based on the keywords and the wording that they use, now you want to start answering them essentially like and prepare a story for each of every one of those questions and i want to emphasize on the word story in particular because you don't want to answer it like as a question to answer like there's no, no such thing as like like did you do this and you just say yes right it's like not a one word answer ever in an interview so well sometimes maybe <laughs> but barely but what you want to be able to do is prepare story for these answers. Now, before I get into too deep of details, I wanna give you a high level framework of what a story is. So usually when you're about to answer and you wanna answer it in a story form for these interviewing questions, usually they're probably asking you about a time of like when you either experience a certain situation, how have you handled it? Or tell me a time when you worked on something like this. So usually they're asking you about either a situation type of question where like you're given this situation, how have you handled it? Or experiential where it's like, have you have you had this, you know, happen? Or have you done this? And what was the result? You know, something along the lines there. And your answer in framing in the story, there's like five level of framing. First thing that like you want to hit on, or I try to prepare my story to be is whenever I'm answering a question, let's say they ask me something like, um, um, okay, like let's say they ask me something like, hey, you know, tell me a time where you had a conflict with one of your coworkers or colleagues. How have you resolved it? Something like that. My, the way that I would answer this question within the story format is the first frame, I would go high level context and what is the point of this story so I'll be like oh yeah so there was one time when I was in uh, my last role my coworker and I was supposed to work together on a project so that we could achieve x right just super high level no need to go into details to say oh yeah six months ago or coworker name is this or oh yeah the number like the hit the target that we want to hit is 75 percent like nothing too precise or detail really matters when you're just telling a high level story to get to the point um so you could just start that's number one high level frame context and what's the goal Right, it's like my coworker and I was supposed to work on the project because we were trying to achieve X, right? So that's frame one. Frame two is then you want to talk about the problem. So I would say, okay, but however, my coworker and I, and I didn't really see eye to eye on how the, the approach of the project. So unfortunately, um, there would be some tension with how we want to approach the project, right? So now you're highlighting the problem, right? So you talked about high level context, the goal, and then you went into the story really quickly with the problem. The third is the process that you took 
to create a particular solution. Now, this is a very important piece because this is pretty much the meat of what the interviewer want to know about you is your thinking process. So it's like, okay, you talked about what happened, basically, what was the problem? And now it's about how did you went about in creating a solution for it? Right. So you could say, okay, yeah, however, you know, my coworker and I have some tension, but the way that I look at it is that I want to make sure that my coworker feels 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 like they're heard their their ideas are reciprocated so you know um i i i asked a lot of questions so i have a better understanding of what my coworker thinking process was i noted them down and i you know highlighted the ones that were really great ideas and then i asked more questions about the ones that weren't um, such a great idea you know something like that so now the third frame basically you're talking about your thinking process and your approach on how to de-escalate a situation that wasn't so pleasant and then the fourth frame is essentially how did you solve it right so you probably have attempted to do something right so it's like okay my thinking process like i said earlier you know i try to listen i try to ask more questions but the question is like still remains right did you guys were, were you guys able to go forward? Did you guys resolve the conflict? Did you guys actually de-escalate, right? Like, were you actually able to influence your coworker in a way that resolve conflict, essentially? So that's what the fourth frame you want to talk about is essentially how you actually made it either happen or not happen, right? So you could say, okay, yeah, as a result of asking a lot more questions and make my coworker feel like they're heard, we actually was able to progress the project a lot further and quicker because now we felt like we have a common understanding ground, et cetera, et cetera. And then lastly, the fifth frame is result. What was the output? What was the outcome of the story? You could say, okay, as a result of this, our project was actually able to hit our target with, you know, you know, that's basically how you want to wrap it. So it's like a story and you really shouldn't go anywhere past, honestly, like I would say, I mean, don't, I don't want to be precise, but under 10 minutes for sure. Like you, my, I would ideally say five minutes is already quite long because when you're talking nonstop, it's, you know, <laughs> like the other person is just listening to you and they probably have a few more questions that they have to go through. So you don't want to take up most of the time. And most of the interviewings, interview that you have, especially the earlier ones, usually is only about 30 minutes until you have like more in-depth, serious interview with each of the partners, people. It could go up to 45 minutes or at least the ones I have experienced or up to an hour. So just be mindful if it's still early in the interviewing questions, like there's probably a few more questions that they have. So make sure your story that this is why you want to have your story ready because you don't want to run on for too long. When you have your story ready and you remember the questions and they're, they asked you the question that you have prepared, you already have it ready. Here's the thing. Here's the beauty of because you might be thinking like well what if they don't even ask you the question that you prepare here's the thing and this really helped me like the fact that i wrote down all of the possible questions that i thought they would ask me and and the most important part is that i have the stories prepared so i know like how to communicate my experience and my solutions and how my thinking process and problem solving like all of those in a story format already when they even ask me a different question 
a lot of the times these stories are still relevant. Like you could still bring it back to these stories, even though maybe they asked you a different question in a different way and didn't hit the nail on the head. However, remember when you drafted all of those stories that is based on the keywords on the resume, you are bound to hit something that is going to be relevant to the role. And look, here's another thing. Sometimes the people that are interviewing you, they don't really know your role day to day that well either like aside from your direct hiring manager like the person that's going to be your manager like a lot of the other people that are helping to to interview you like their own colleagues and other team members they might not really know your day-to-day role so like for you to just be prepared to be able to just be confident and give them a story it's going to really make you help you sound very confident and really be able to have you know, be able to enable you to have a few more stories in your pocket that you could share when you're talking about your experience and how you went about and doing something. And that's the part that I would say did helped me a lot because I would say out of all of those questions that I did prepare, maybe like, um, <laughs> I like I would say only like 50% was actually asked. So it was not that many. However, all of the other questions that they did ask in one way or another most of my answer was able to relate back to the stories I prepare which really helped me answer these questions smoothly and confidently so it helps so much okay now that's step three which is again applying and also creating stories that matches your job description and the list of questions that you prepare now step number four is research on the company Now, especially the ones that are like bigger within the industry, there's a lot of reviews, a lot of, you know, probably their own website talks a lot about their culture. Like for me, Google is a big company. So yeah, I did my research on the company and trying to hear more and learn more about what is the company culture like, what type of people are they usually looking for. Um, And when I went on their website and really researched about the career and also read a couple books too about you know the, the company and the culture and their beliefs and you also want to see if there are ways that you re- like if their beliefs and culture resemble yourself how can you then fit your stories and the way that you represent yourself to be fitting in their culture and the shows right within the experience that you had so that really helped me as well like for example within google they look for people that are really googly right and and what that means is essentially people that are like good human <laughs> like just good human that are there to help each other are there to lift each other up and are going to like even though people will try to win win fairly and try to lift people up like have a win-win situation like have a mindset of like you know we could all win together it doesn't mean that one person needs to lose in order for the other person win so it's very positive very good human and and you want to be able to also share that if you see that in yourself and you have experiences to help demonstrate that you know try to incorporate that within your story right so if there are a company that you're interested in even just researching like Glassdoor, you know reading reviews just to kind of hear what other people within the company say the pros and cons are and if you relate to some of the pros you want to also be able to demonstrate and talk about that within your answers within the interview so you could then see how you can incorporate those within the stories that you have prepared to really kind of hit the home run right like where they really see you're like the right candidate and you're the right fit 
Okay, the last step of this preparing of interview, and this is one that I would say is one of the most important <laughs> one. Like I would say, when it comes to time consuming, step one, two, and three, especially number three, like creating the answers and the story ahead of time, like having you know scenarios in your head ready that you could talk about, are probably some of the more time consuming ones because. You want to frame it nicely, right? Within the frame, the five framing method that I talked about earlier. So it's like doesn't run on, it hits the nail on the head, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the step five, I would say, is one of the most important, which is practice answering each of these questions out loud. Yeah, I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. I'm talking about. Like you don't have to even do flashcards or anything like that, or have someone. If, I mean, if you do, that would be great. But let me share with you how I did it. So I remember when I was preparing during break of my previous role, like during break, I would book a conference room by myself, and I would just spend like my lunch in there practicing by myself. Like I would just sit there in the conference room by myself. Just blank stare at the whiteboard and just pretend like somebody asked me one of the interviewing questions that I have like already wrote down, and I would try to answer it out loud as if I was being interviewing in real time. Now, here's the thing for those that who is just natural at saying what exactly is on the on their mind and prepare. Good for you. <laughs> I definitely, unfortunately, are not like that. Sometimes I feel like whatever that's on my mind by the time it comes out, it just comes out differently. <laughs> like it's like. Just kind of trip over each other. So I realized that sometimes I could think that I have the best answer or story in my head, and by the time I say it out loud, it just doesn't really come out nicely. So this is why this last part is so so helpful and useful when it comes to like being sounding so smooth and confident is by practicing. Like it's you know no surprise or secret, but. This is really important, and also you don't. And I highly don't recommend memorizing word by word of like all of the story and, and answers that you have prepared, because you're gonna sound very robotic and unnatural. And also, the stress of trying to memorize something might even trip you in the interview. So I definitely don't recommend memorizing and doing it word by word. Please do not. But what you want to be able to do is say it naturally, but practicing it out loud and. Honestly, the, what would, what helps me is like think of it as themes. So when you and this is why the story format really helps because in our brain, some of us, it's easier for us to remember a story in our head of how it happened rather than like word by word sequence of certain things just on paper. So when you think about it in the story, like a movie that you watched, when you are asked about it, you're essentially telling the story like this is what happened, you know, etc., etc., and just say it naturally. Just remember the key parts, but just say it in your own words. And this is why this practicing saying out loud is so important because some of you who is newer in this practice, like of speaking out loud by yourself. Um, it's gonna feel really uncomfortable in the beginning and awkward, but it's so key in getting better at public speaking in general, really. So highly recommend this step and just like practicing answering this question, even as simple as like when they say, "Tell me about yourself." Like if you just pretend like somebody asks you that, you're a recruiter, and how are you gonna talk about yourself, right? 
And if you could, you know, you could go as far as recording yourself, your audio, or even recording you, right? So you could also examine how you are and you could make improvements. Me personally, I didn't record myself audio or video. I just kept practicing. I just made sure that I wasn't memorizing it word by word so that I would still sound natural. So whenever I'm practicing saying it, I literally imagine that there's a person in front of me um, and because this is pre-pandemic, so it would be like in-person interview, like someone's in front of me and I would just talk to this person like they're my friends and just practice answering this question like over and over again. Um, and I would actually sometimes practice like when I have time, I would, okay, let me give you a timeline of how long I even did these five steps and et cetera, et cetera. So the, I would say, the whole intense preparation really happened in two full days. Two full days before the interview day. Like um, when I say interviewing day, it's like the one in person where you go in and actually interview with like five different people. But I spent two full days preparing all of this, which includes like practicing out loud, reviewing the list of questions and um, um yeah, answering, creating, you know, stories in a way that flows really well together. So based on experiences and background, etc. So those took a full two days. However, the research phase, like step one and two, probably took a weekend before. Um, again, like probably a full weekend. So it's by no means super s- simple because it, it is time consuming but it does require dedication like it really depends on how bad do you want the job that you're interviewing for and how well do you want to prepare for those because like for a job that you feel like well you know like whichever gives me the best offer wins then you know like i think some of those you know one or two or three of those steps will still give you a higher chance of the offer However, you probably don't need to go as intensive as like as like researching the company culture or like, you know, practicing. I mean, I definitely still recommend step number five, which is practicing out loud. But you probably don't have to go as intensive of like, you know, creating um, f- great flow stories for every single one of your answer, maybe. Right. So. It really depends, but if you do have your eye on a particular role, particular company, particular expectation of your pay, and all of that, then it would be great to be very well prepared so that you are a hot one. <laughs> like, you know, because the, the, I mean, you probably already know this, but company do value you more when you are wanted by a lot of other companies. So if you do have a counter offer, you do want to share it with the other company as well. I mean, you don't got to share exactly right away, you know, how much, but you could share a range of compensation that they are offering you or that you're expecting. Um, but I would recommend that when they ask you how much are you expecting from them, try your best not to actually share that number until they give you a number to start with. Like if someone just give you blank of like okay can you tell much what can you tell me what is your compensation expectation highly recommend you to not tell them and just give them like a very high level polite like oh you know like 
I would love to talk more about compensation once you know we're further in the process because I could you know just say positive things about the company about you know like I'm sure this is a great fit and we'll make it work like stay positive with kind of like avoid the topic without being obvious about it and again like think about how you're going to answer those questions as well because you likely will get asked too so being prepared so like me right now I'm trying to think in real time how to answer it and I don't have like the best answer and I feel like if I just, you know, spend five, 10 minutes, think about it more then I probably could, you know, have a more smooth way of answering that question without sounding either too direct or like, like make no sense. Um, so highly recommend those. Um, and if you do have a counter offer, as I was saying earlier, it's actually good to let, well, okay. From my experience, it served me well to let them know candidly that I was also interviewing with other companies. And when I did get an offer from another company, while this one was still deciding, I let them know that like the other person have already gave me the offer. And if they wanted more info, I would share it with them. So they could see that, you know, if they really want to go forward, they got to move quickly, et cetera, et cetera. So those are some of the tips. And just to kind of wound up and end up with you, the result was that after I did go in for the in-person interview, the next day I received the verbal offer. So I was obviously super stoked and happy. And I firmly believe that these five steps really helped me prepare myself very well for the interview that I really cared about. So I hope that if any of you out there that who is either going through looking for another job now or is hopeful and optimistic of like, hey, there's so many opportunities out there. I want to apply to the company of my dream or do this role in particular so they could get to another place within your life and journey. Like, I hope these tips help you. It definitely, definitely have helped me. So feel free to reach out to me on my Instagram at Real Things You Should Know. If any of you want to talk more about this topic or have questions about the next topic that you would like to hear more about. But I hope you enjoyed today's. Talk to you soon. Bye.